played this stuff at the beginning of the show. This is Giovanni. Don't let this sit in the background here. It's because uh, my man right here, William Oyenbor, Oyebor, Oyebor, I screw up African names, is, um, I screw up a lot of names, is, uh, one of my favorites in the poor guy. The guy died this year. He died uh, 70 years old. He died January 7th. Um, I guess I'll tell you a little bit more about him, and I'm not going to do any extra research right now except look at the bio on Wikipedia, so here you go. Born into a poor family, but became financially successful enough to travel Europe to study record record manufacturing. Now, that's amazing, because he was, like, born in Nigeria, and Nigeria
telling me How do you feel? I want to realize women The way I feel in me How do you feel? I'm gonna explode You mean you're gonna explode I'm gonna explode Watch out I'm gonna explode Like
and we're back. This is going to be an interesting, fun episode because today is going to be totally kind of different. Um, my man Wustein is Stein is on assignment again, and today we're going to talk movies again. And but we're going to talk about movies in a different way. We're going to talk about movies that are being made independently around here. And um, I'm going to pump the music up one last time, and we're going to come back in with the interview. Here we go. Let's do this interview here. I'm so good at this shit. All right. <laughs> so let's grab the name. This is from the last uh, podcast I was just on. So if you didn't listen live, you should go back and listen to it. And we're going to get all the information about it right now on mutinyradio.fm. 
Don't forget, by the way, Muni is uh, going to be part of the San Francisco Oyster Fest Music Festival coming up the 18th. Festival coming up Saturday, July 1st, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Got Passion Pit, the Congo, uh, Sir Slide, the Soft White 60s, and Panic is Perfect. That's Saturday, July 1st, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Just look it up online, the San Francisco Oyster Fest Music Festival. Anyway, let's back to the real stuff. I have somebody fascinating. I just met this gentleman this morning, and I think this is going to be fun. So let's introduce ourselves. Uh, fuck me. I always take forever to do everything. I was thinking... I finally met somebody just as bad as me. <laughs> this is Eric Way. Thank you for coming here, Eric. Um, let's, uh, let's... He's from this, this Human Experience podcast here on MutinyRadio.fm. And, um, let's talk about this, uh, this film project you got going on. Thanks, thanks for having me on. Booking, right? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, Perfect booking. First, let's give uh, the Weinstein. Wolstein. 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 I'm a, you're getting a hard time for being on. Where, where is he on location? Yeah, he's on assignment right now. He's out, he's out there, you know, handling business, taking care of our world. I, I, I'm glad we're going to meet, just put it that way. I haven't met yet, but I'm glad we're going to meet. Oh, yeah, he's a good man. He's a good, good man. So, uh, yeah, thanks for having me on, man. Um, I'm uh, a comedian, but I also do a, a show here. Okay. Uh, called This Human Experience Podcast. It's everything. Okay. If you're in Korea, it's actually Wednesday mornings, drive time. Advanced drive time in Korea. Check him out. That's right. That's amazing. So you, I heard you said you're from uh, New New York. Yeah, originally I grew up in Long Island, New York. Get out of here. Now, isn't Long Island, Long Island, Strong Island? Is that not? Uh, isn't Eddie Murphy from Long Island? Or am I wrong? Uh, you may be correct, but uh, I know who grew up like two miles away from me is, uh, yeah, boy. <laughs> Base, how low can you go? Wow, my the man river. Flav came from here. <laughs> Central Islip, which uh, is like the town over from me. Um, okay. You know, he always reps the Islanders jersey. Yeah. I love the Flav. Ah. I a little bit about him in the act, too. Oh, that's amazing. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean... It's kind of like the Bay Area where a lot of, uh, you know, athletes, because uh, it's such a diverse, densely populated area. Yeah. You know, we get a lot of uh, entertainers from there. Okay, yeah, because um, I was going to say, I was, I was thinking of people, like, I'm from uh, Michigan, and Kalamazoo doesn't have a lot, a lot of famous people, but the one who's like, he's like maybe four years, three years older than me. <laughs> I hate to compare myself to somebody, but I used to see Derek Jeter play fucking baseball in high school. <laughs> that's a biggie, though. That's a, fucking, that's, a, that's a biggie, biggie. Yeah, and there's nothing like watching your life go one way and fucking Derek Jeter's life go a totally different way. <laughs> you went to the same high school? No, no, no. We just see it because he would, he played at uh, Council Central. And so we just ride out there and watch him because he was a phenom back then. So, you know, it's just kind of amazing to uh, see the trajectory of two people's lives from the same stupid town. Yeah, that's a biggie, though. Like I said, that's Jeter's I kind of figured a guy from New York might know Derek Jeter. Anyway. Uh, I'm actually a Mets fan. Oh, of course. Oh, you probably hate fucking Jeter. No, actually, you got to, I mean. Everybody likes him. Yeah, I, have, I have a story. My friend who uh, worked for... Uh, ESPN or one of those mm-hmm. networks. He's got a story about Jeter. Um, uh, how um, 
Yeah, I, I don't know if I should tell it, but it, it's, it has to do with two blonde-haired women and Jeter just laying in the bed as they walk in the hotel room door. <laughs> and he goes, yes, ladies. It's really me, Derek Jeter. He did, he did the fucking... Um, that's, that, you know what's funny? That's, that's the slogan from Kalamazoo. Yes, there really is a Kalamazoo. So he just did it in bed. That's maybe the most amazing... Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I wonder if he actually took his hand and said, ladies... I'm from right here. I'm from right here, but uh, settle in. Because <laughs> I need you to do this right here. Exactly. <laughs> you gotta, I mean, Jeter, his whole career with the Yankees, uh, <laughs> you got you to gotta respect him at least. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, what can you expect a 20-something-year-old to do with millions and millions of dollars living in, like, one of the most amazing cities in the world? Being, like, the, the guy couldn't buy a drink to save his life if he wanted to you know what I mean the whole town's toasting this dude like I would only expect to lay with two fucking gorgeous women in my bed <laughs> you know talk about being blessed the guy is handsome as fuck too it's like yeah yeah I mean how could they shine on you anymore he won life he literally he won life's lottery for sure <laughs> yeah that they I have a real problem with people saying, like, winning and losing and shit, right? But that motherfucker is winning. Because <laughs> he didn't have to fuck anybody over for nothing. He just, like, just did his thing, was talented, and got the fucking... He didn't, like I said, as far as I know, he didn't really screw anybody over. So, you know. Kids love him. Babies love him. <laughs> Women love him. Guys love him. <laughs> Dogs love him. If the gray aliens land, they're going right to Jeter's house. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say fucking uh, dolphins love them. <laughs> right, dolphins love them too. They're smart as fuck. <laughs> There's dolphins with the Yankees caps on. Anyway, I was gonna say, um, uh, regardless of where we're from, um, this uh, this project you were telling me about was super interesting, and I wanted to have you in here to talk about it. So, um, this podcast you're doing, like I said, you did this morning. What's it called again now? So the, the regular podcast is called This Human Experience. Yeah. Um, so I'm for, just pretty much uh, early 40s, uh, my whole life. Let's go a little bit back to the beginning. So All right. Ever since I was a little boy, okay. my dream was to make movies. Me too. I have a connection right there, and that's what this is all about. But Got we'll it. We'll get to that. Uh, okay. I, uh, out of high school, I was more interested in hanging out with my friends, uh, shit like that. My father passed away before my fifth birthday. Mm. Um, and even though I had a large family, yeah. brothers, sisters for support, I didn't have a good structure. My mom did the best she could to raise us, you know? Were you like the youngest? Yeah, I'm the baby. Gotcha. I said earlier on the podcast, my mom said, I wasn't a mistake, I was a surprise. Gotcha. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's what my mom said too. <laughs> it's a nice thing to say when you're 35 and pregnant, you know? Yeah, surprise! how old you know, not blaming anyone else, but no. you know, I uh, yeah, I kind of dicked around. And Latchkey I, kid watching movies and TV and shit all day at home type yeah. shit. You know, whenever I mean, you know, grew up under the TV type thing or what? He never went to school on time, uh, but I ended up graduating high school. I was a cool. super senior, uh, but I ended up graduating. All right. Uh, I did go to college for a minute for film. Me too. Uh, New York Institute of Technology. Ooh. Uh, but I met my my ex-wife and I had my beautiful. Daughter who's 17 now. We wow. Victoria when I was really young. Whoa. Yeah, so I had to go to work, man. Fuck yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That eliminated. That eliminates a whole bunch of shit. Wow. So, I can't imagine. Uh, 17. She's, she's driving, man. Dude, that's crazy. I love 
That's amazing. That's just amazing. That's a whole conversation right there. So I, 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 I was in New York. I met a California girl. She's from out here. Gotcha. We ended up moving out here. Okay. Uh, I was living pretty much the uh, American dream. I had a business, uh, you know, but it all came crashing about three years ago. I call this experience that I had. I separated from my ex-wife, uh, which was a long time in the making. Last five years of our relationship, we were just existing. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, the child was there. Therefore, you know, it's like let's yeah, stay and. Three children at that point. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So you got ki- yeah. Let's what what breaking and, this and up is crazy. And, 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 I love my kids unimaginably. So the whole thing was I was always scared of leaving my kids. It, absolutely, understandably. Right, and uh, when it finally happened, it happened in kind of this. Uh, so I had this experience. Okay. It involved taking methamphetamines for the first time in my life. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, opiates. Uh, it involved uh, in the hospital. Yeah. Handcuffs. <laughs> Sounds like an exciting night. Aliens and, and uh, Japanese mafia. <laughs> so, so the yakuza. Wow. Okay. This is yeah. this is a big night. So I had this experience, and um, besides all that dark stuff that happened, coming out of it, light was. I say, my gods, uh, you know, my whole life I was searching for that mystical experience. I was pretty close to becoming an atheist. Okay. But at 38 years old, uh, I hadn't gotten any messages from Jesus mm-hmm. or, or anything at that point. As far as you knew. As yeah. far as I knew, right, exactly. And then I woke up one morning and they all came. Okay. You just showed up. Really, like, that's how it was. I woke up okay. and it was... Uh, it was pretty serious and I believe you yeah and they said it's, it's go time and the first thing they told me to do was uh, they said if you want anything you know uh, you're pretty much midlife right now uh, we love you first off they, we love you if you want anything um, you gotta go on stage to be a comedian okay and I always loved comedy yeah but I, it was something I thought I could never do well yeah why, why would you think that yeah it was like it was, I admired those guys Joe Rogan Jim Norton yeah, I, oh, for sure. Especially in New York, shit. Well, it's like, for what they could do, but I never thought I could do it. But this message was so loud and clear that that day I researched and I went on stage at Brain Oh, <laughs> all right, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, uh, you know... It, they gave you the whole fucking, this is the first time. Yeah. <laughs> and Tony Sparks. And, uh, you know, He's a good some, dude. He is, I like Tony. Uh, I ended up having some issues there, but... Um, Regardless, I'm two years in comedy now. I did Gotham over the winter time in New York City. Wow. So, uh, you know, I can officially call myself a comedian. For I sure. It. I love it. You know, every yeah. time I go on stage, I feel stronger when I go. Oh, of course, you uh, should. Yeah, thank you, man. You, you do it as well. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I just fucks around with open mics and stuff. So that's why I don't call myself a comedian, really, because, I mean, I just do comedy stuff. You know, I like, my whole life I consider like comedy type stuff. You know, it's like. Shit's funny to me. It's just I just never like I would I'll be honest. I would just first off I I've always liked to write, okay? But I can never really go like finish from A to B on anything like because my mind doesn't work like that either. I'll get bored or I like I'll start writing shit and then like I'll just leave it because it'll either get too complicated or like not complicated enough or I don't find the fucking story satisfying so why am I bother working on this shit you know so like after fits and starts and boops and bops I was like one day I was like one thing one constant that always makes me happy is comedy and I don't know if I'm funny but what I can at least do is fucking get up there and find out and 
I find myself reasonably funny, and uh, you know, I can speak and personable, and I like, I, my favorite part of doing comedy stuff, honestly, is the hang. Because I like the people who do comedy. Like, my whole life I've been trying to find, like, what I like to call my tribe. Like, yeah, I swear to God, that's exactly what I call it, too. Since this experience, it's like finding your tribe. Yeah, it's like, where's my goddamn people? Like, for a long time, especially growing up in Michigan, a little black boy, like, it's like, you just always feel, like, isolated or fucking judged or, like, you know, like, and those rare friends you find are so fucking valuable and meaningful and like you find like you end up forging really deep relationships with people but um at the same time it's these scattered little things here and there and i was like there's got to be like a group of somebody of something that fits this fucking rubric and shit and since like the dawn of podcasting back in i'd say like oh five and stuff i'd start noticing more and more and more like after they would talk their jabs on stage, you know, you'd get them speaking just off mic, which is basically like the hang after a show. My favorite part. Me too. So, like, what I found interesting is, like, well, once I heard these guys offline instead of on stage, you know, I was like, oh, okay. See, we're thinking along these same thought lines and patterns and shit. So I figured, well, maybe these skills that I've used because everything I'd write end up just being funny or corny or goof ass or I just joke on the shit. I like language, so I fuck with language. And just, and like after a while, I'm like, well, let's put it on the stage or something because this non-performative act, act, but aspect of doing this shit is just turning into just pure masturbation. And I, why bother writing if no one's gonna read it? Why bother doing anything if if nothing's gonna come of it? It's like that existential thought. It's like, well, why do anything anyway? So I was like, well, this that seems really nihilistic. So let's let's try getting on stage. And I like, I find it fine. I but like I've I've had this real hunker and drive to get back on, and I can't wait to do it tomorrow because I have this journal full of ideas again. And I just took like a month off to um, just, it was like my birthday month. I didn't want to do shit. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I just didn't want, like, I just, I was like, fuck you. I hate schedules. I don't like, I don't have to be here Monday and I have to be there Tuesday. Fuck you. How about this? Well, I'll do it when I feel like it. Comedy's not waiting on me. <laughs> comedy is not gonna go anywhere it's not like leaving this fucking station and i'm gonna miss it so i was like well i'll do it when i feel like it and get better slower than the other people that i've seen but that's fine i'll do it at my pace like i've done everything else <laughs> well, we, we actually have very similar stories so. yeah it's really creepy <laughs> but of course we would because we're kind of finding our tribes type shit exactly. that's what it's all first thing I was kind of told was, and I kind of understand it now, I didn't really understand it at the time, because I was, comedy, right? I was like, mm-hmm. alright, but then I did it, and I found out I love it, and I found go. out I'm actually pretty decent at it, Cool. at some level. You You're know? good enough to play Gotham, and I, that's not nothing. Yeah, and, my, and I was there with the most beautiful girl in the world, my soulmate, and uh, it was one of those moments where I was proud of myself, and Fuck I yeah. because I was like you, I was like, fucking around. I haven't done a lot of showcases because I felt like I could deserve to do them yet. Yeah, know? yeah. But now, after doing that, like, oh, you're seventeen and beyond, like, you know, I'm gonna do shows now. Fuck you know? yeah. I'm do what I'm good at, which is producing and uh, selling and marketing shows and 
along with my absolute passion, which is the podcast, and uh, there you go, evolving into 2020, which yeah, well, this the film. Now, what I was gonna say was, as we were speaking about similar stories, in Kalamazoo, I own a business for five years, also. <laughs> Yeah, like I've been in sales. Like I was, a, I, I hate salesmen, but like just put my brother's a fucking wait, wait, salesman. Wait, guess the store. Rare and unusual <laughs> toothbrushes. You're, you had the first two parts right. Rare and unusual, hard to find records and videos. Oh, okay. It was a video yeah, rental. Choice, yeah. It's called Cold Case Record and Video. It's on 248 North Kalamazoo Mall. <laughs> I was looking for that toothbrush store. I find it. <laughs> well, you can probably find it online now. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah. Picture of Family Guy and Star Wars yeah. in the same toothbrush. <laughs> when you had your daughter, I was having like my my baby was my business. Instead of going to college, what I ended up doing was running this place. Like when I was twenty, I opened this place and had it running for about five years and shit. And what's really really fun is like. Um, it's like and before that I worked at record stores I'd worked in since I was 15 and just selling stuff and learning all the tools and I don't give people too many options you have an independent mind entrepreneurial yeah uh, like what I say is um, I come from a long line of zero fucks yeah there you go you know I come from a long line of zero fucks yeah yeah so you just basically you do you yeah yeah well because I'm of that mind like I know what I want ish (laughs) <laughs> and like I the only way to get there generally is if I fucking make it happen. Right. Waiting on somebody else is the death of anything. So like it's I always figured as long as I'm kind of moving forward, like just as long as I'm my body's going forward, other things will kind of trail along and come along kind of with me on this journey. Like if I'm not moving forward, which is oh, my favorite thing to do honestly, if I could do anything. I would just fucking stay at home and never leave. <laughs> but like, one of the nice things about getting on stage is it basically forces my hand to get out and fucking just interact and bullshit and just like do this living thing that everybody's constantly doing. So like, um, I don't know. That's just that's kind of where where my head was at like at the time going into it, and. Um, I, I don't know if I've told... I think I've told this story here before, but I don't give a fuck. I'll say it again. Like, the way I'd met Pam here was I had met Pam before Pam had done comedy. I had met Pam sitting on the street over there uh, when she had a typewriter doing poetry for, like, 10 bucks and 20 bucks a crack. So I had bought one off of her, like, ages ago. I bought her and her book. I bought a poem and a book, uh, like, in fact, about eight, nine years ago now, like, because uh, it was around the 20th of May. So, like, <laughs> the weirdest thing was, years later, I don't see her. I just buy the book. She autographs it. I thanks her. That's it. Years and years and years later, this place was Pirate Radio, Pirate Mutiny Radio, or something like that at the time. Pirate FCC, fuck yourself, something like that. And I used to come down. I, and I came down here one night because I used to walk around here because I live around here. And, um... The place was really interesting. I was like, well, this fucking place has the vibes of the shit that, like, I used to own. This feels more like me. And then I, like, got drunk one time, came down here, and then just never came back. (laughs) And then, like, cut to, like, three years later or something like that, I come back down, and now it's Mutiny Radio FM. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Because I had seen, I knew that they had open mics because I saw it when they had it, when it was the other place. And, um... I came down here, and the lady who was running the place looked familiar, because I'm really good with fucking faces. <laughs> and I said, I think I know you. And as soon as she saw Pam Benjamin, I locked in. That's the name on the book. 
and uh, she had mentioned that she didn't have any copies of that book anymore. And I was like, well, that's a shame, seeing it's your first book. And so I said, all right, how about this? I'll get on, and the next time I see you, I'll have your book. I go home. I can't find the book. <laughs> I go digging everywhere. I only I don't live in a fucking huge spot, so it's not like this thing could go too many places. I end up digging and digging and digging and digging, eventually finding it and um, bringing it back. And um, it was number 349 of 350 books. And... Uh, there, there it is. Like, I still got the book. I figured I'd keep it because I don't want her to fucking lose it <laughs> or give it away or something. And it's mine. It's autographed. Fuck you. Like you said, found your Yeah. We, like I said, literally find him like, hey, it's Pam Ben. <laughs> so that was just like one of those weird serendipity. Like I said, as long as I'm moving forward towards kind of my goal, I keep running into things and things that like accent that. But anyway, long story short. So the so going into this project in the 2020. So the podcast you're doing is what now? Well, so I'm a, I love podcasting. So yeah. uh, the podcast is a platform to collaborate with like-minded individuals. Who already have a few. You know, um, you say you're interested. You know, mm-hmm. um, because I know I can't do it alone. It's not something you could do alone. Like the writing part. Can, but you know, I also want you know, any feedback with that too, yeah. yeah. You know, and my ex is a brilliant writer, and you know, uh, she's she's gonna help, and um, you know, the, the collaboration, and you know, besides loving podcasting, yeah, it's a platform, and like I said, yeah, I, I want to use it to make the trailer, okay. What's the trailer is made. Then we go out and we, you know, we get serious uh, about trying to get the, the film made independently. For sure. Uh, with good funding. And um, like I said, it's it's my absolute passion. I'm 111 percent all in. I'm so I'm, that's uh, I'm excited for you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, fuck haters. Fuck people who say you can't do it. No. You know, I know it gets made. Yeah. I, I know it. Look, not just that. It, you're especially you're living at a time right now where the access to the equipment and everything is so the bar is so much lower to entry than it was ten years ago to make and complete a quality product. And that's just that in any form. I'm not saying this is going to be a Scorsese or you know a Spielberg production, but I, I know it's made. And, yeah. Uh, I know I'm going to be proud of it, and we are going to be proud of it when yeah. it's done. Yeah. And that's the whole thing about. All my life, I just dipped my foot in the water, and past this experience, this human experience, I dove in. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm not coming out until somebody says, okay, you know, <laughs> you proved yourself. Gotcha. You come out of the pool. You know kind of I mean? like, uh, like stand-up. Right. And, uh, like, you know, it, it's just going to happen. It's just, we got to, 2017 has started up pretty rough for me. Um, I don't want to get into all that right now, but... Today, doing the podcast, it, it reminded me, oh, that's why I'm doing this. Like, there's no fucking stopping. There's no turning around. No. There's no giving. Why? You know, why exactly? <laughs> that was a, why you would you stop? You don't want in, in my experience, fine. Yeah. There's going to be people who want in. There's plenty of people, believe me. They're going to be talented. Yeah. And they're going to be beautiful. Yeah. We're going to get it done. Yeah. That's all we need are people who believe in what they do. we got a few good people already. Good. Uh, I'm excited about it. I would be um, too. So, my regular podcast every Tuesday, like I had, uh, I, don't, I don't know if you've ever met Ed, Ed Anthony Quinn, comedian. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah he, he was on my show. We had fun. Cool. Know, like, 
we didn't talk too much about the movie stuff like that, but every like this special episode, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like I kind of got into it a little bit, and I think those are going to be the ones I'm going to talk to Pam about, possibly, uh, you know, so often we have a show here and there, really just two hours of what this film is all about, how we're going to get it done. Okay. If you listen to today's episode, you might get, oh, like, that sounds kind of cool. Like, a little bit of the story, not too much. And, like, yeah, that's, I want to fucking work on it. Like, oh. that's what I need. I need people to go, yeah, that's, Hype. that's my shit right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. And then, that's it. You know, like, we just move forward, like you said. <laughs> that's uh, all you we, can do. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, try to, we try to live and uh, bring our tribe to uh, the creative the, the creative pinnacle of what we're here to do, and it's not to just live out some job and then die of cancer. That's we're, a bummer. We're, yeah, we're, we're meant to carve our own path. Yeah. And, uh, to really, uh, what I want when I leave this earth physically is just for for my kids to say uh, proud of who my dad was. And, uh, That's fair as fuck. Yeah. You can't ask for anything better than that. I mean, well, you no, you, you really can't. Yeah, being my soulmate's arms. Yeah. Well, you know, how about this? I was going to say, what I find really interesting about this is, like, um, a lot of people, they'll get, like, well, fuck that. Let's think about this, like, this way. Like, it's a really noble idea, of course, to want to be remembered by your children and stuff. But what I really like is the idea, especially me, um, I like showing my friends off. I think my friends are really fucking talented, and I just, like... I'd like to raise their profile, as it were, to let more people know how fucking talented and how cool and how fucking how much how much you're missing everybody else from what I got in this world. I'm sorry to cut you off here because that's exactly how I am, and sometimes I actually get kind of shit for that. I don't know if that, but I don't know if you get this, but like even those people yeah. who I like to raise up, yeah. kind of turn and go, why does this guy like me so much? Or like people think it's phony. They think it's fucking phony, right? Yeah, people are easier to take a no than a yes. And you know what? Like, fuck you if you think it's phony. Because, like, fuck you if you think it's phony. Yeah, yeah. I don't get that mad about it, but I just, because, like. I just had it recently. Yeah. Oh, I get it. I get it. Yeah. No, look, I had people. I could be the opposite. Oh, absolutely. That's the thing. Yeah, you want me on your team. That's the thing. That's what's so funny. But, like, I've taken a lot of living. But I, <laughs> I've I've had to learn that like especially like I'm a loud and easy I'm an easy laugher to things that I enjoy, okay. But I'm just as easy not to fucking laugh on things that I do not find funny at all. Yeah, stuff like that like hurts the core because it's like I'm not when I do what you're talking about, which is raise my friends up. And yeah. Even if I just met them or yeah. if, I, if I enjoy somebody. I'll go out and I'll propose. So I met this awesome person. Who you yeah. Right? Yeah. Sometimes that person, you're, I know you're not going to do it because yeah. you're on the same level, but sometimes that person will turn around and be like, what does he want? Oh, yeah, yeah. For, for sure. But, but it's honestly like, I don't even think about that yeah, shit. I because... just, I'm so happy that I met my tribe. Yes. Like yes. That, you know? Yeah. But it's a good marker to see who is actually your tribe and who's your tribe. Yeah. So well, I, it's a, I, it's a, I like putting it this way. I, I come at, I start everybody, they have 100%. And does anything kind of just either adds or subtracts from it? You know what I mean? That's kind of it. And like, 
I can understand because people are people and people are weird. And like. It's all good. I was just thinking. That's 80 songs in my movie. <laughs> I love it. The Cure. Oh, for sure. For sure. My f- well, Anyway. I actually have to sing it in my head. The Cure, as one of the characters is driving over the bridge. And uh, the, the song, uh, I don't know, it's the bass line at the beginning. Uh, you, you know the cure? Yeah. Uh, I don't, but I don't. I can't read your mind. No, but I was gonna say, we're killing an Arab uh, Saturday of, night. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I got you. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I've a. The scene will visually come to me. I may not use that song, but the scene actually visually comes to me through music. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, I was thinking about kind of shit like that before. Um, <laughs> there's there's a this is kind of a topic but who gives a fuck there's no topics on the show that's why i like it um <laughs> there's this guy uh i don't I, I haven't seen the movie doctor strange but i've been reading the comics for a long 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 time and <laughs> what i but um you know like anything you take a break and when i came back this guy baron mordo was a black guy and i was like oh, okay <laughs> but but it's like to me I don't I, I don't understand why yet but um because his name is Baron Von Mordo or Baron Mordo or Bardo Mordo and he's like from fucking Bavaria or Transylvania type shit and I'm like okay well you know he's like a wizard so he can turn himself into anything but why would you turn yourself into a black guy in a fucking gi but I was like <laughs> like the Baron couldn't but anyway either way I was like but to me I was like well I don't have to understand why they did it it's just they did it it's like calculus like I can do maths, like up until about calculus, and now it's it's like I can I can read it like I can read code, like I know how to do it, but like I get something gets lost in translation between like I don't give a shit, and like I like I know this is useful, but I'll never use it in my brain, and it just shuts off, it just turns into white noise. And um, so I just kind of think of it as, a, but but I do know that somebody out there is using it, and it's good. And it, Bonzo Bozo, I know it's a real thing, and people use it. It's a fact-based thing. <laughs> so it's like it's like Mordo. I don't know why they did it, but I'm glad somebody's out there using it for whatever fucking reason. <laughs> like like Nick Fury. Why did it's like the Marvel Marvel Cinematic Universe? Why is he a black guy? I don't know why, but it's just the laws of transitive properties, I guess. When you go from book to film, you turn into a black guy in a bad outfit. <laughs> kind of like the world. For sure. Yeah, fuck it. Let, well, well, in fact, if you can pull it up, we'll play the song, we'll fade it down, and then we'll come back and uh, we'll get back on the mic. Let's do that. Let's get past the fucking commercial.
mutinyradio.fm this is g money of g money wolstein stein and uh, i'm gonna hunt down that phone number around here and see if i can get him on the line but what i am gonna do is actually unfortunately but you know that's how we do things we do things one hour on one hour off and this hour off we are going to say goodbye to my new friend eric and uh i'm going to see him i think a lot more often which is going to be interesting since we both do comedy and um we're gonna let you go. So, anything you want to say on your way out? Uh, just thanks, thanks for having me on, man. It's a uh, plugs, plugs, plugs. You got any plugs? Oh, just uh, anyone who's interested that heard heard my story. Uh, you want to go back and listen to the podcast? It's under uh, MutinyRadio.fm. This human experience. You also find one or two shows under Friends of Mutiny. Uh, you can find a couple secret shows there. Ooh. Uh, as far as comedy, I don't have any. You know, shows coming up uh okay. in july we, we might have something uh comedy court that 
Okay, yeah. Anthony Quinn and I are, are, are co-producing. Okay. Uh, I'll give you info on that as it comes out. But, Sounds great. You know, I, I have this thing that I started saying organically on stage, which is, uh, I'm glad we met. I say that. You know, <laughs> Me too. That, I'm glad we met. Yeah, it wasn't contrived. Uh, I just, I start saying that. That's like my little tagline. Sounds good. When I ever make a t-shirt, it's going to be, I'm glad we met. That's, I and like Boogie it. Man, I'm glad we met. And this is one of those things where I'm so happy like that I found another one of my tribe because there's yeah. not many. There's not many. It's rare. Yeah. And uh, it's a good place for it. Yeah, for Thanks sure. For on, and I'll, I'll see you soon, man. All right, we're going to pump this music up one more time. We're going to be I'll right back. <laughs>
And we're back again. Let's see here. Uh, what was I going to talk about? Oh, yeah, it's time for station identification. It's mutinyradio.fm. This is George or G Money or G Mac or whatever dumb fucking nickname my brother came up for me with. And we're going to go back to the music one last time and then I'm going to actually talk to you guys. Okay. <laughs> I can't do that one because we just fucking played that one earlier. Jesus. Hey, Dumbo. Well, let's think about something here for a second. I got a bunch of stupid, stupid ideas and jokes coming up. Um, I think tomorrow, if anybody's interested at all, coming down for the uh, open mic, which I know is such a popular proposition. But I'll tell you one of the coolest things about the Monday open mic down here is that it is literally you're literally seeing like some of the future comedy and it's not only is it free but you're just sitting there and like it's it's they're good fucking people and it's really fucking funny and <laughs> it's brutal you the, that's the thing the comedy's so good you wouldn't think it's an open mic because all these people are like done into like actually do like real shit and um I just I find it so fascinating to watch people like in development and like working to uh, get their uh, get their stuff together. But anyway, I think I somehow rambled on long enough to do something. Oh, this. Bye, 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 bye,
Microphones in here today, which is pretty cool. Um, I mean, Eric brought them from it, and I am so fascinated by him and his story. I really hope um, somebody out there really gives this dude a chance. Like, I am a chance. He's gonna do it anyway. But um, what I really enjoy about that is he's the kind of dude that gets stuff done. He's like wants to move forward. And moi, je me suis laissé faire. J'étais épousé sans même regarder derrière. Et maintenant, je suis triste parce que tu ne me dis plus des flatteries de bonnes femmes d'autrefois. Dis donc, 
give a lot of people crap they give themselves crap and like they just think crap because i don't know it's kind of a see it's weird it's a nice existence but it can also be like a really fucked up existence depending on like your frame of mind and like what's what i find really interesting about what he was talking um about like how people would just shit on shit on him being a nice guy i meant to tell him i've i've had that too like i've actually had people like to talk shit about like you laugh too much and then i've had people especially comedians tell me to tell them to go fuck themselves <laughs> which i thought was nice as if i but it's so sad as if i needed um like confirmation to like enjoy my own fucking laugh that's one of the few things about me that i don't mind is that like i'm a fairly easy laugher but um you know people are weird and um you know you just gotta learn i guess at some point to just either it's weird i i i would hate to say to disregard other people because i think that's it's either it's either it's kind of the childish way out but at the same time, it's like, fuck these people. <laughs> I mean, you only got one life. You're going to sit there fucking tailoring your conditions to the whims of other people. You're going to be fucking miserable. And you're going to be the guy ending up telling people, like, you know, you're never. I, I can't imagine anybody in 2017 telling anybody else they will never get a fucking movie done it's it's almost it's almost it'd be impossible not to Uh oh i think i see him let's see let's see what happens if i turn up our phone line muni radio oh yeah let's see did i let's see if i got you on the air we're gonna pump up the music real quick we're gonna pump up the music real quick and then we will be right back la fille du chef mais si tu retournes chez ton père est-ce qu'il pourra me rendre tous les cadeaux que je lui ai offert pour t'épouser je lui ai donné huit grosses défenses d'éléphants qu'il a déjà vendu au grand noir du village là-bas loin de notre forêt le sel et le tabac qu'il a eu pour ça il a déjà tout consommé et maintenant il est vieux avec quelle force va-t-il abattre les éléphants pour me rendre mes défenses dis-moi yeah, yeah. Mais va-t'en donc 
Moi, j'en ai marre de la tristesse que tu me donnes chaque jour. Tu me fais manger de la tristesse. De la tristesse, j'en ai trop mangé. Hein. Si tu veux t'en aller, va-t'en. Va-t'en vite. Je te dis, il faut quitter chez moi. Vite, vite, hein. il faut partir. Va-t'en. Va-t'en, il faut partir. Tu es une mauvaise femme. Va-t'en, je ne veux plus te voir ici. Hein. Va-t'en, je te répète qu'il faut partir. Va-t'en, j'ai mangé trop de tristesse avec toi. Va-t'en. say that's one of my famous things in the world in the five heartbeats there's this dumb part where like um the band is coming on for the first time and uh it's like one of the big music crescendos of the movie actually but um before they come on it's a like a rigged apollo theater show and um uh this two like they got like the shiny group comes out first and they're all you know um, kind of Motowned out. Everybody's steps are down, and it, it's weird because it's 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 supposedly sort of like the story of like the Temptations, but it's set at a time that's like my plosives are popping like a son of a bitch. Let's do this. Let's put a little windsock on here. One second. Oop. Okay. Let's see if that's any better. Okay. Anyway. Um, 
they're supposed to kind of be like the temptations but it's not really it's a fictionalized story and this one group comes on and they're just real smooth brothers and everything and um uh there's like the house favorites you know it's like you're having to play a fucking rigged show and <laughs> these guys come on and the announcer before he comes on he goes now nah, we got uh like the five like heart heart heartbeats uh he just gives them the shithead intro he goes and the, then the fucking crowd is just already booing him and everything and shit and it's just like they make it like the most worst um uh just idea of what an Apollo audience might be like that night it's super funny and the announcer goes like well they say they're better than the temptations we will see <laughs> ladies and gentlemen the five heartbeats <laughs> There's nothing like setting somebody else. It'd be like a comedian going on. It's like, well, they say he's like the new, you know, Doug Stanhope and Bill Hicks. Ladies and gentlemen, you know, George Davis. <laughs> I'd have to come on and just be like, you know what I'm saying, motherfucker blood. You know, you feel me, dog? <laughs> I wouldn't even know what to do. I just stand there just like, uh, St. Ivanka's got a long nose. <laughs> Must have been born with a foot-long nose because she's always looking down on us. Boop ching Oh! Like, it's so funny. <laughs> um, that's another great movie. There's so many good movies, but anyway. Uh, I just, I love, I love meeting interesting people who are all about, um, being creative and are not afraid to pursue it (laughs) it's see see to me it sounds so simple but like to other people and and not just out for them but out to like i said raise up like my friends and these what i find really talented people who are just you know not sadly underknown but just not known because of availability and people's fucking days and you know what what to pay attention to and what not to pay attention to. I always used to tell people, like, at the record store, like, when people ask, like, dumb kind of, not dumb questions, there's no dumb questions, only stupid answers. But, like, people would ask questions, like, in the vein of, um, you know, like, how do I go into a record store and there's so many records and I just, you know, like, I'll go in and I'll want something, but they won't have it, but I still want to kind of get something and, I'll be doddering around and all this stuff and I don't know what to do and I, I I would my general answer and it still stands to this day in any kind of uh sales store <laughs> especially any um like music video type thing look for the thing that looks like it's been sitting there for like six years because <laughs> it's usually the best thing in the fucking store it's either the best or the worst therefore inversely making it the best because it's so fucking crazed um and and it's generally somebody who's working there has ordered something that they know is strictly amazing but the general public just is like uh, either they're unaware they don't know or they don't well if you don't know you don't care so therefore (laughs) but the funny the best part is is just if you run down there and you see the shit it's the one of the greatest like discoveries quote unquote you'll ever find like from records like if you just see a record that's like 
always fucking being passed over, especially if you go to a place like often and you see the same like goof ass, like uh, Johnny Guitar Watson looking fucked up on a blues cover. And you're like, that thing looks garbage. <laughs> and it's been sitting there and sitting there and sitting there and sitting there. It's not like generally it would be sitting there because they just either do that. And it's rarely this, but the distributor won't take them back. And that's like the rarest thing ever. Or it's just like somebody ordered it and nobody knows or like he'll play it. He or she have like played it in the store and nobody's heard it at the right time and all that stuff. Like everything's kind of about timing. So like I'm telling you, it's a great piece of advice. Like a video story. See, like it's like the most it's just it's always there. It's just always like, what the fuck is this fucking movie? Like you know, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I was just thinking, trying to think of any name of any movie, George, and you can't think of one right now. Uh, <laughs> that's the sound of my brain. <laughs> oh God! All right, I'm, the Defilers. Which, the, well, if I saw the Defilers, I'm picking that up anyway. So I'm trying to think of one that's not um, so on the nose. Um, God, there's so many good fucking movies like. Uh, Jeez, I love it when I get it's. This is what happens to me when I get on stage. It's like I got a lot of great ideas, and then I'll just sit there like in my brain. Because <laughs> like, like the one movie that keeps popping in my head is it absolutely not something. It's, it's something everybody knows. It's like because well, I keep thinking of Rosemary's Baby on this show because I want to fucking do it one of these days. But there's a lot of things I want to do. I would like to have. In fact, I, I should have talked to Eric about this, but I would like to do, to this day, a, a live D&D podcast down here. And we just, we roll up. We There's like a million ways to do it. You could have interchangeable groups where people coming in and out as long as you have like a solid DM or if you had like a fucking rotating staff of them with just characters coming in and out. They could be one-shot adventures. They could be fucking... You know, uh, one long, long campaign and stuff. But what I find so interesting is like it's like any good uh, radio drama or uh, soap opera or wrestling. People become attached to ongoing storylines. In fact, that's what I think what's made like uh, particular podcasts like Walk in the Room or um, any of them, because life is a goddamn story. So no matter what, you're following the story of somebody's life. What was really interesting about walking the room with uh, Dave Anthony and um, Greg Barrett is that um, they were in such a fucking weird position when they started and kind of where it ends up. And especially now with Dave's fucking success with the dollop, they have a new book coming out or it's already out. Um, the United States of fucking something or other. Cause I don't have it sitting in front of me. And, um, it's just an amazing turnaround. He works on Mark Marin. They've been fucking playing shows in like uh, like uh, Iceland and <laughs> uh, they've been Australia a few times. They just did a fucking tour around the country. It's really amazing. Like you know, and they're doing the thing. One of the things that I love <clears throat> more than anything is kind of telling obscure stories from history. And um, if you haven't checked it out, you certainly should. In fact, I have a whole list of. Um, of podcasts that are not just interesting but generally informative and fun uh let's see here of course there's old harmontown and stuff that's a perennial kind of favorite 
dealing with uh, <laughs> the existential crisis of being a white man, <laughs> a rich white man, <laughs> a rich white creative from the Midwest in uh, contemporary America. <laughs> Doesn't that sound like fun? <laughs> but it's 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 hard to describe because it's live, it's fun, it's 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 co-hosted by Jeff Davis, who's really funny, and um, Spencer Crittenton, who, which is one of the rare weird instances of a person, a DM of all people, um, not just literally coming up from nothing working at the apple store and ending up on tv with his own fucking television show just because of synchronicity and stuff but um some other interesting ones that like really don't get any play uh one that i really really love that nobody knows about is called the profane argument and it's these four people and i i love it when there's four um they're they're like they're matched like say like kind of age-wise maybe and kind of ideologically they're similar but at the same time um they they're coming at it from so many different personal angles like these guys these guys there's four, three guys and one woman and um they're all very smart and um i think they're from like pennsylvania and they're just they're talking about like the world today and stuff like that in um they're atheists they, well generally okay let's put it this way the, the the podcast started as like an atheist podcast you know and just kind of it's just it's interesting they don't come at it like with that really annoying fucking like sam harris fucking beating you over the head you're an asshole if you don't believe type shit you know they're just like hey this is what we are and this is our take on the world and it's just they're so funny and they're so none of them are like professional comedians or anything like that they're just regular ass people and they're they remind me of the people i grew up with i would do i like i love them i love them like it's so funny i growing up in michigan it feels isolating but i still feel a real kinship to the people that i grew up around i don't know because i like people anyway really great show i highly recommend it in fact, I found out that one. I found that one because I played this dumb match three game called um, uh, Marvel Puzzle Quest, <laughs> and uh, I've been playing it for a really long time. So I got a really good squad, and these guys had a podcast about that game, and I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> it was on the forum of it, and I was like, "Cool." And checking that out, they ended up saying at the end of it, "Well, you know, you should check out the uh, the other ones we have on our network." And I'd like to like I like the guys on that show, so I was like, "Well, follow them over there." And follow them over there let me down this really great hole to the um, profane argument. I never miss one. I've heard them multiple times. They're really great. Okay, another one that's even better in a different way. It, my personal favorite um, of film podcasts is the Projection Booth. <clears throat> Now, these guys are out of Michigan, too. Well, this guy, it's Mike White, who um, is just an amazing researcher, interviewer. Uh, he's fucking down to earth. He's not hoity-toity. He's just really passionate about amazing films. And uh, they're like ones that fly through and under the radar. He talks about new documentaries that have come out. He used to work in a, a video store. He's had a, uh, he had, fuck that. He's had a really great um, 
film magazine that came out for years and years and years. It was called like Cashiers to Cinema, and it was really good, really informative in the vein of like a film threat type magazine that was just a solid ass, just really good. And he had transitioned that sort of thing into his podcast, which has, like I said, just like One-Eyed Jacks, 1984. I'm just reading down like the last couple that it, they had done, like The Ninth Configuration, Who Was Arthur Chu, Marmy Dearest, Stories from the Trenches, like, oh, God, there's just so many. The official Sam Fernstein book. There's so many really great, interesting things in people that they talk to on there. Wanda Whips Wall Street. One of the great things about that podcast is they're not – they're not above really anything but especially they're not above uh talking about like um the uh pornography that was made say like in the golden age quote-unquote of pornography let's say uh 75 to or like 73 or something to um 84 something like that and um they'll talk about like sexploitation films uh (laughs) he's a big fan of um the night stalker but like the red shoes is on there they've done like four hour podcasts on like blade runner and like a there's like a six hour conan one which is amazing and he's interviewing people who worked on the film and like it it's it's just simply astonishing and it's a fucking shame that uh more people don't know that one actually that is it's amazing um, one of my favorites from around here is 99% Invisible, but I had known about that. I used to listen to that shit when it was on the radio uh, when it first started. Um, 20,000 Hertz. That's a really interesting one. This is a newer one that's just about sound. And um, they did one uh, 19 days ago, in fact. Uh, they published it at least in, on the Wilhelm Scream. And that one is so amazing. You've all heard the Wilhelm Scream. And um, it's, it's, <laughs> I'd like to do it right now, but it, it's crazy. It's just, it's a scream that kind of ends with like a dragging kind of like, ah, it's in every fucking movie. In fact, if you just Google um, the, the Wilhelm scream, you'll just see this huge list of movies because these guys uh, were students of, uh, they were film editing students or something like that, or sound students, uh, you know, UCLA at the time of uh, Lucas and those guys, and uh, it was their end joke to put this fucking <laughs> crazy-ass scream in Star Wars, and they put it in that. They, I mean, they had put it in their student films, and they thought it'd be funny to put it in Star Wars, and subsequently, that fucking thing has made the rounds from there to, like, Reservoir Dogs to... <laughs> the fucking scream is everywhere. It's in, like... like Disney like cartoons and shit it's really amazing because it's almost like a little nod and a wink from like sound guy to sound guy like sound editor to sound editor to be like yeah motherfucker there went that Wilhelm scream blood it's one of the fucking coolest funniest best things in the world all right here's another one that now this one's kind of okay like it's sort of libertarian which is kind of uh but I like it because they're kind of talking about things. They're definitely talking about things not in the way that you'll hear, you know, generally broadcast. And that's Abe Lincoln's Top Hat. That's a pretty cool one. Um, I'd certainly like that better than their other their other show, uh, Last Podcast on the Left, which is really interesting. I like that one when they're talking about aliens and shit. But the the, the because they they're kind of coming from like like I said, let's let's say libertarian to kind of. 
rightish. <laughs> like the guy, the main guy will like be on like Red Line and shit. Or I don't even know if that fucking show's still on anymore. But those kind of shows on Fox, and you'll be like, what the fuck? So it's not like terribly, terribly up my alley as far as funny's concerned. But some people certainly love it. You know, more like peep, poop, fart type joke shit. And you know, whatever. It's not my fucking cup of tea. But I really like the alien stuff because like um. The projection booth, they've done a shit ton of research and um, they just go down these rabbit holes of like these crazy, not just conspiracy, but like, you know, just what people think. Like, I don't know, there's like two part things on like Roswell and stuff like that. And um, the one really weird one is the one that they covered that um, about the Presidio sex ring thing that actually the real thing that went on that's really crazy. Anyway. Uh, continue. Black men can't jump in Hollywood. That's maybe my favorite black movie review show type thing. Uh, Bodega Boys, of course. Those dudes are cool. Chapel Trap House. Those guys are cool-ish. I don't know. Like, they. You know what? They're cool. It's it's just that they're like twenty something, and you know they get really hyped and excited about stuff that I wouldn't. Any book. I I wouldn't have in my twenties. But then again. I don't like people my own age even generally because I remember seeing my graduating class and being like, we're fucked. (laughs) Just like, there's no way, there's no way the intellectual fucking rigor of our country is going to get any bigger fucking with these dudes. Anyway, um, but so they're just really hyped on stuff that like, I'd have been hyped like that when I was 19, but they're like 27 or something like that. So it's like, calm down, kids. But I get it, right? You're passionate about something, so whatever. Um, Comics in the Golden Age podcast. That's one that you rarely hear about, too, but it's really fucking good if you like comic books because they go in on, like, literally Golden Age comics. So, like, Kid Eternity, Spy Smasher, uh, fucking all, like, the Doll Man, all the original fucking ones, like the Phantom, the Vigilante, all the Black Knight of Camelot, Mr. E is in there. Fuck, it's so good. Um, you know, the, the original Black Widow, all that stuff. Really fun, really interesting. Of course, there's comedy film nerds and Common Sense with Dan Carlin. Critical Hit is a classic. These guys, for my money, were like the the OGs of like, let's teach people how to do D&D online. And like, it, they started that fucking thing like seven years ago or eight years ago or something like that now. And they're on 415 episodes. So you do the fucking math. Divide that by 12 or 52 or whatever the fuck you got to do. Um, of course, there's hardcore history and shit. Uh, Doughboys. I love the Doughboys. Uh, and you know what? <laughs> I'm a burger boy. I'm not a fucking, uh, what's he call himself? Uh, spoon man. <laughs> the Spoon Man's got problems. <laughs> he, he's like this guy who he's constantly, he's a classic performer. He's constantly fishing for compliments but at the same time, he'll fucking just dog the shit out of somebody and just be like, what? What? <laughs> like, guy, you can't read your own self. But he is really, at the end of the day, he's very, like, um, a lovable type of performer. So that's interesting, too. Um, let's see what else. There's just so many. Whoa. We got the fucking, we got the Cuban band outside. What's up? Hey, girl. Oh, ha- Hannibal Burris, Handsome Rambler. That's a great one. You can't fuck with that. Hard Nation. Hard Nation is my f- f- 
it's maybe my favorite one. It's like it is hilarious because I love politics. I'm like I'm that dickhead who was sitting in high school fucking watching C-SPAN stoned. But like um, they're two of the funniest improvisers ever. They, they play these brothers fucking like Mark and Pete hard and they're like political commenters, one from the left and one from the right. And it's just so funny. Um, I, do, I don't get too far into when it gets all surreal and shit, but like it's still really just amazing. Uh, hey, gang, because I like uh, Howard Kramer. He's really funny. Uh, what else is down there? There's so fucking many. Like there's Intercepted with Jeremy Scahill, you know. Um, hey, look at that joke workshop. Um, <laughs> oh, this is an interesting one. The Lasso of Truth. Okay, now I believe, and I could be wrong on this, but this is like Elle Collins and Juliet Kahn, and um, I believe that one of them is uh, uh, trans, and the other is a lady, and they're going through a lady, Jesus, but what are they gonna call her a girl? But um, that goes through, uh, starting kind of like at the beginning and kind of boomeranging in and out of uh, Wonder Woman. Obviously, it's the last of truth. But what I found interesting is if you listen to their latest episode, what they did about the Wonder Woman movie, the lady is so into, like, femme studies at this point or something like that, like working on her doctorate or master's or something. She comes at that movie hard, dog. And it, it's certainly one of the most interesting... Um, <laughs> Uh, one of the most interesting interviews about the uh, movie you'll you will hear, and I don't know if I agree or not agree, but boy oh boy, it, it's certainly different, especially coming from a lady. Um, here's a really interesting one. It's called Ludology, and that's just the study of games and gaming. And um, if you're interested at all in like game theory, any kind of stuff like that, that's a really great fucking podcast. And they got like 300 episodes. Uh, of course, Bill Burr's. Um, oh, my dad wrote a porno. That's another one I've been listening to since fucking jump. That's a great, great, great concept. This poor guy's dad wrote a pornography book when he's like in his fuck, like retired basically or whatever. And he like gave it to a son to read. And it's so fucking amazing. It's surreal. It's hardly sexual at all. But it's, I mean, it's really sexual, but it's like clinically sexual. And it's really great. And like, he's doing all this research and just having to have the poor kid's son in it. But it's really great. Um, they're like on the third fucking book. Like, the guy went in, he went in full bore. And like, he's got a series. It's called Belinda Blinked. And I will, I, it's one of my favorites. Uh, let's see. Hey, good morning. And, uh, oh, geez, it's about that time. Anyway, let's, uh, oh, last one I wanted to shout out today is the NFL, the Rosenthal and Jezelnik Project. It's one of the weirdest fucking things you'll ever hear. It's Anthony Jezelnik doing fucking NFL with one of his old friends, and it is, it's as crazy as you think it's going to be, and it's sanctioned by the NFL. And, like, they have this whole running gag about, like, these are the things that they made us bleep. And those every week they just come back to it and it's like, Oop. <laughs> and it's just so funny. Uh, anyway, fuck this. Let's, uh, that was a weird list of stuff. But anyway, let's get the fuck out of here. We're going to go smoke some pot or something. <sighs> that was fun. That wasn't it. I don't know. It was something. Let's play this music and get the fuck out.
area people in town Eating bread and butter and honey and drinking black coffee cola People who have plenty of money belong to high society. But if you could go and see how they live, a shame, a shame. Then you discover how savage they are, so much wilder than we. Without a chancellor who is willing to take bold leaps of faith and logic to create new possibilities for our great, big, fat nation. As your chancellor, I will balance the budget on the head of a pin, give entertaining speeches, have scandalous affairs, write strongly worded letters to unpopular foreign leaders, look good on camera, end all hunger, crime, abuse, war, disease, disasters, sadness, depression, oppression, repression, suppression, transgression, obsession, expression, impression, regression, and digression by signing pieces of paper that express my disapproval of such things. And invest in an American flag pin to be worn prominently on my stylish jackets. It's time to work together to take the country back from us and return it to ourselves. It's time to turn this country around and drive it into opposing traffic. It's time to take a chance on the Chancellor. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a pattern? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk, MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer ya. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> this is Tuzel Metals with Mutiny Radio. 
big up to the number one station that ruling nation. Give it to me every time. Ah! What's with the limp? I got hit by a car on my bike. This person just ran a red light. How are you gonna work? You wait tables. I don't know. I'm terrified. I count on my tips and these hospital bills are confusing. The insurance adjusters just treat me like I'm a piece of paperwork. Man, you should go to johnstraußlaw.com. John Strauss is a great personal injury attorney. When I got hurt, he handled everything for me. He was on my side. And best of all, I didn't have to pay out of pocket. He got paid when I did. That's great because I cannot afford to pay out of pocket. Yeah, don't let them confuse you and trick you. They treat you like you're a business. And it's not business, it's personal. Injury. JohnStraussLaw.com The Night Space brings you high time story time every Wednesday night from 10 to midnight on Mutiny Radio. Listen to San Francisco's finest underground comedians read crazy stories written by me, Arden, on The Night Space. The Night Space featuring high time story time every Wednesday night from 10 to midnight on Mutiny Radio. High Time Story Time Volume 1 now available on Amazon.com for Kindle and electronic download. Sunday, June 11th at Cobb's Comedy Club, 7.30 p.m. Tickets are $16 for the All-State Heavyweight Comedy Showdown! Hosted by Terry Dorsey, featuring some of the best comedians all over California. From San Francisco, Pam Benjamin. From Saratoga, Joey Avery. And all the way out of San Diego, Mike DeVore. Other comedians as well for only $16 at Cobb's Comedy Club, 915 Columbus Avenue. Go get your tickets for June 11th now. Tell me what you think about your situation. Complication, aggravation. Is it getting to you? Then tune in live every Sunday from 12 to 2 p.m. to the Edge of Insanity with myself, Paul Brumbaugh. Kit Marie. Brandon Ray. And Mistress Christine. All on Mutiny Radio. That's right, PCRcollective.org. We'll see you there. Do you need an awesome and underground space for an event? Look no further than MutinyRadio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 27 81 
2121 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsadai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere five dollars every 